Hallelujah, everybody. Okay, now let me hit my share button and then I'm going to come in and start greeting everybody. Okay, did it on that page. Let me do it on this page. It's kind of my custom every week. <laughs> okay. There. Um, I got a few people that's like, don't forget about me. And so I just got to make sure that I get it to them. One second. Alrighty. Okay. So I got it to everybody. Let me just set up here and then we are going to get started. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday. It is our day. Wednesdays come so fast, but it's always awesome to see each and every single one of you. I see that you guys are jumping in. You're tuning in. I've hit my share button so you guys can do me a huge favor by hitting your share button. Let's get the word out there. And so, like I said, it's so awesome to see you guys tuning in on today. Well, if you don't know what this is, this is Wednesdays are for women and I am your host, Pastor Kay Chanel Burrows. And we are broadcasting all the way from the beautiful island of Bermuda. I always like to make myself known because I know that every week we literally have people that are tuning in from around the world. And so I got some stats about two weeks ago when I saw that people were tuning in from the United Kingdom. I saw that people were tuning in from... Uh, from the U. Oh, I just said the United Kingdom. I saw people were tuning in from Jamaica. Um, I saw Romania. I saw Japan. Uh, of course, I saw my country representing America. And so um, it's just so awesome to see people literally tuning in from around the world and being encouraged, being inspired. Do you know that the word inspire literally means to blow breath into? It is exactly what what God did to Adam and Eve before they were named that when they were just us uh, when they were just a spirit the Bible says that he breathed life into them and they became a living soul and so when you inspire somebody you are breathing life into them and so it is always encouraging to see people from the right around the world being breathed into life coming into them them being encouraged and empowered because that's what I'm called to do y'all I am called to encourage and empower women from all walks of life whether if you are a woman a woman that is called to leadership in the church if you're a woman excuse me, that is called to leadership in the corporate arena, in the business arena. I want to encourage you because let me let you know, you are, you are more than, you know, you are more than a doormat. You are more than somebody uh, that is constantly being stepped on and taken advantage of. No, there is a gifting on the inside of you. And it is my, it is my, uh, passion and desire to, uh, 
to speak to that gift and, and see to it that that gift comes forward. Amen. And so that's what we do every Wednesday at this same time. And I see that I got some people that are tuned in. My mama is tuned in. She always is there supporting me. I love her so dearly. Tuning in all the way from Huntsville, Alabama, which just so happens to be my hometown in Huntsville, Alabama. And so I'm so thankful for her. She says, hey, baby girl. Hello, everyone. Hey, mama. And then um, I have my mother-in-law. She's tuned in as well. And so I'm so very thankful for her as well. Reverend Paulette Burroughs, she says, amen, with her hands lifted. And I do see that there are some more of you that are tuned in as well. And so once again, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor. Hit that share button. Let's get the word out there. Let's get these numbers up a bit. Help me to encourage and inspire other women that are in leadership other women that are called to do great things around the world help us to be able to reach them on today by hitting your share button and of course my husband is right here with me he's always right there with you and I'm so thankful for him Pastor Eldridge Burroughs um, big shout out to Kingdom Destiny Center um, yes somebody said this is going to be good oh yes this is going to be good so happy that you're tuned in miss love so good to see you on this afternoon and so yes so thankful uh my church so thankful for my church i know that they'll either be tuning in right now or tuning in later so big shout out to kingdom destiny center that is once again located right here in the island of bermuda have you hit that share button yet let's get the word out there let's encourage and empower and inspire somebody to be great on today so uh yes i'm so excited to see each and every single one of you of course big shout out to miss sammy g who is our ceo she is the creator of all of this i'm so thankful for women like that that have a vision to see further than themselves and definitely this is a platform that is helping so many people to be able to expand what god has given to them and so we're so thankful for for her as well on today and so I see mama has shared thank you so much for sharing and I know that there are others as well that has hit that share button and so I want to encourage y'all today let me tell you guys God has been dealing with me about some things that he is getting ready to do in your life. And can I tell you that what he's getting ready to do is going to be major. It is going to be big. But how many of you know that when God gives you a command, uh, you can't come to that command and not do it and then expect things to change for you. No, when God gives you a command, you have to obey it. I understand that it might not always be understandable what he's asking you to do. It might not always be logical. How many of you know that in the word of God, the Bible is, is full of illogical instructions that he would give to a lot of his people. And when they did it, what they saw on the other side, 
outside of that illogical instruction, it was always great. It was always, it was always transforming. And so the same way that God operated back then, the same way that God operated in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, he still operates that same way today. Many of us, we are standing at something that I like to call a strategic inflection point. You can no longer continue to go forward. You can no longer continue to travel on the same road that you've been on this whole time because you've come to either a stop sign, you've come to either a dead end. For some of us, we've come to a wall. For some of us, we've come to a sea. We've come to water. Uh, but how many of you know that in the word of God, whenever they came to their strategic inflection point, they either shouted the wall down or they used their faith to cause the water to split open. The Bible says that even Elijah or Elisha, the Bible says that when he saw his father carried away in the whirlwind, the Bible says that he took the mantle that fell from his father Elijah and the Bible says that he wrapped it in the staff and he struck the water. He struck the Jordan River and the Jordan River opened up for him and he was able to cross over. The Bible even says that same thing when it came to Joshua. The Bible says that Moses, the Bible says that God addresses Joshua. He says, look, my, my servant Moses is dead. In other words, now this is your time to get up. This is your time to move forward. I know that you want to grieve. I know that you want to cry and you can do all those things, but don't let that stop you from moving forward. And for some of us today, we are grieving over something that is finished. We are grieving over an era that is done. That era, it was necessary. God did some great things in your life. He brought some great people in your life. He gave you great opportunity in that era. But what do you do when it is time for you to cross over from what you've always known into what you've never known before? The Bible says that David, even David, had to cross over. The Bible says that him and his men. It was about a 600 man army. And the Bible says that uh, his men, they had come back to Ziglag only to find that their houses had been completely burned down. Everything that they had worked so hard to build had been completely destroyed in one in a matter of moments. And the Bible says to top it all off, their wives and children had been captured and taken. But some type of way they knew that they weren't dead. They knew that they had been taken, but they knew that they weren't dead. And the Bible does not say that they stood there or they, 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 they stayed there and they wept all day. The Bible does not say that they felt sorry for themselves and they never went after the people that burned down their homes and took their families. No, the Bible says that at first they were discouraged. At first they were angry. Come 
come on. These are the feelings that you will get before you get ready to cross over. You probably, some of you are at a place right now where you don't feel like moving forward. Some of you are at a place right now where you don't feel like, you don't feel like seeing what's next. You want to stay right where you are and you want things to go back to normal, but things will never go back to normal because everything has been burned. Things will never go back to normal because your wife and children or your family or your precious things, they are no longer with you. And so this requires you to get up from where you are and move. Come on. Somebody needs to hear that on this afternoon. It is time for you to get up from where you are and it is time for you to start putting one foot in front of the other because God has something ordained for your life. God has something prepared for your life and you are not going to get it by being in the same, by remaining in the same place and feeling sorry for yourself. So the Bible says that David, along with his men, the Bible says that after David encouraged himself, he sought the Lord. The Lord told him, pursue, overtake, recover all. David got up along with his men, but they came to water. Here we are again. Isn't it amazing? When God requires you to go further, the first thing that you would meet up with is the first thing that you would meet up with is an area or the first thing that you would meet up with is impossibility. God, you're telling me to move forward, but you have placed in front of me an impossible situation. Come on. I feel like some of you that are listening in on today, some of you, God has told you to move forward and you're doing that. You're trying to do that, but you've met up with the wall. You've met up with the Jericho wall. Come on. We can go to the scripture and I can tell you what happened when the people of God met up with the wall. Come on. Some of you, you've met up with water. With deep water. This isn't a puddle that is standing in front of you. You've met up with an ocean. And you're trying to figure out, God, how am I going to move forward? How am I going to obey the command that you have given me? And there is a huge ocean or there is a huge river that is raging, flowing in front of me. Well, the Bible says that when David got to this river, the Bible says that there were 200 men that lost heart and that decided to stay back. And so now his army has now gone from 600 to 400. What do you do at this moment? Do you listen to the people and do you say, you know what? You probably are right. Maybe it is best that I keep still. Maybe it is best that I just stay right where I am because how can I win this fight? Come on, let me take you to another scripture and then we'll come back to that. Do you remember when Caleb and Joshua along with other men went in as scouts into the land of Canaan to survey the land. The Bible says that by the time that they got back, they had the grapes, they saw the milk and honey, but the Bible says that they came back discouraged except for Joshua and Caleb. And the Bible says that these men, they said, there's no way in the world that we're going to be able to take on this land, to take on our next. There's no way in the world that we're going to be 
able to do it simply because uh, simply because we've seen the giants and they are bigger than we are. We are grasshoppers in their eyes. But the Bible says that Caleb and Joshua, they said, no, we've seen the giants. Yes, but we also understand that we walk in covenant. We understand that God has given us this land. Come on. That's a word for somebody. You need to know that the land that is standing in front of you, that land, it has your name on it. Somebody else might be claiming it, but that land, it has your name on it. That land, it belongs to you. And this is not the time for you to look at the giants that are walking in that land and say to yourself, let me back down. There's no way in the world that I'm going to be able to take it on. No, this is the moment for you to rest in the covenant that you have with the Lord. Rest in the promise that you have with the Lord for his promises are yes and amen. This is the time for you to rest in the word that God has given you concerning your ministry, that God has given you concerning your business, that God has given you concerning your life. Come on, somebody type in the comment section. This is the time to rest. Rest in the word that God has given to you for your family. And that is exactly what Joshua and Caleb did. And the Bible says that they ended up invading the land while the other people that did not think that it was possible ended up dying in the wilderness. But those that were able to see it were able to pursue it. They were able to go forward. Come on, let's go back to David and his 400 man army. He lost 200 men. Come on. He did not take that time and say, you know what, guys, I think that they're right. Let's stop what we're doing. Let's stop what we're doing and let's not pursue. No, David had gotten a word. Come on, some of you on today, you need to get a word. Come on, the reason why you can't move forward is because you don't know what the will of God is. Where the will, the, where the will of God is not known or where the understanding or the knowledge of God is not known, you will never know his will. When you don't know what God does, desires for you, when you don't know the word of the Lord concerning your life, you will not know the will of God concerning your life. And that's a very dangerous place because you can find yourself doing something that might be a good work, but it's not a God work. And so here David is, he now has a word on this, on, on where he is going. And so although he sees 200 men that have fallen off, he has made up in his mind that that's not going to be me. That cannot be me. Come on. There comes a time with the Lord where you have to learn how to catch the word that he has given to you. Even if nobody else catches it, you have to be able to catch it yourself and you have to be able to hold on to it. Because can I tell you that there will be times where you have caught the word, but others around you that you thought caught it too, you'll discover that they did not catch it and they will try to get you to let go of it. But at that moment, you got to be like a 
pit bull that has a bone in its mouth. I'm not letting go of this bone. This bone belongs to me. It is my property. I am holding on to it. You're not going to, oh, you can try to pull it out of my mouth all you want, but I've got a tiger. I've got a grip. Come on. I've got a tiger-like grip on this bone. My jaws are locked. I have, I've got a tiger-like grip on this word, and I'm not going to let it go. It does not matter if all 600 people decide to stay back. God told me to pursue, overtake, and recover all. Come on. Somebody needs to catch that word on today. This is your moment to pursue it. This is your moment to overtake it. Come on. And this is your moment to recover everything. The Bible says that by the time that David and his 400 men had gone and fought for what God gave them the release to fight for, the Bible says that he left, he left, he left with, he left with absolutely everything that he lost. And then he left with plunder because I want to let you know. Know that after every battle, God would give God. I'm all shy. I feel the Holy Ghost. After every battle, God will always give you plunder. Come on, somebody needs to know that not only are you getting ready to get back everything that the enemy stole from you, but you're getting ready to discover that there was more land that you didn't even know about that belongs to you. Come on, somebody better pull out their blueprint. Somebody better pull out their sight plans because you're getting ready to discover that the land that you thought was yours, you're getting ready to see that there is more land that belongs to you. Come on, you're getting ready to see that there were individuals, there were individuals that have been lying to you. There were individuals that have been playing games with you and you're getting ready to see that, oh my God, you're getting ready to see that there is much more out there for me at this time. And so the Bible says that David not only did he get the not only did he get back what was stolen from him, but the Bible also says that he got back the plunder. Come on, I want to encourage somebody on today and let you know: do not be taken by the crowd. Do not be taken by the by the feelings and by the emotions of the people. Because right now, it can get kind of scary down through here. But don't be taken by that. Lean on the word. Lean on the word that God has given to you. Lean on the promise that God has given to you and see it all the way through. The Bible says that Caleb and Joshua, they fought for what they believed belonged to them. And the Bible says, the Bible says that there were others at first, they were fighting against it, but then their eyes came open and they realized, they realized what they were giving up. And the Bible says that they tried to go and fight for it, but, but it was too late. Come on. I want to encourage somebody and let you know, don't end 
end up giving up right now. Don't end up giving up and being too late to hold the thing that God said is yours. Come on. You don't want to be too late. You want to be on time. And so I want to encourage somebody today. I want to pump up your spirit. I want to inspire you. I want to let you know that you are on the right road. You are walking down the right path. Come on. You are right on time. You are not too late. You are right in the nick of time. God is ready to do this thing for you now. God is ready to come forth, come, come through for you now. But let me tell you what's going to be required in this hour. In this hour, what's going to be required is the oil. Come on, because you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can have all the information in the world. But if you don't have an anointing to take the land, then you're going to find yourself going around circles. You're going to find yourself going around the mountain over and over again, never being able to obtain, never being able to accomplish, never being able to see the word of the Lord come to pass all the way. Do you know what the definition of insanity is? I told some people this last night. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I know that you were knowledgeable. I know that you were smart. I know that you're the brightest in your class. But at the end of the day, knowledge alone will not help you, will not help you defeat an enemy. I'm not talking about an enemy with your next door neighbor. I'm talking about our adversary, uh, our, our, uh, the, the one, the one uh, that, that is the accuser of the brethren. I'm talking about our enemy, the devil. He does not desire for you to advance. He desires for you to remain stagnant. He, he desires for you to remain on the shoreline. He does not desire for you to go further. He does not desire for you to go deeper. And so somebody said, okay, well, pastor, how do I go deeper? You go deeper by having knowledge, by having wisdom, by having understanding, but also having an anointing to fight. Also having an anointing to war, you have to be able to know when to open your mouth and when to close your mouth. You have to be able to know when to speak softly and when to speak loudly. What are these things? These are tactics. The same way that the enemy uses tactics against us, we have to know how to listen for the right tactics against him. Case in point, the Bible says once again, David had just become king. Once again, we're talking about David. David had just become king. And the Bible says that the Philistines who already hated him, remember the Philistines, they already could not stand David because he had killed their, their brother. He had killed Goliath. He had killed, uh, uh, he had killed their champion. And the Bible says that when they heard that he had been crowned king, they came up with a plan to attack him. And they thought that they could be quiet about it 
but they forgot that because David walked in covenant and because David, because David walked in covenant and because David had a relationship with the Lord, he knew his voice. Come on. This is the same David that heard the Lord say, pursue, overtake and recover all. So David knew the voice of the Lord. And so they forgot about that. Come on. Let me take a quick commercial break right here and let some of you know that the enemy that you are fighting up against, that enemy has forgotten that you know the voice of the Lord. And if you don't know his voice, let me tell you something. You better learn it because that is your way out. That is the key on how you are going to win this battle because the Holy Spirit will wake you up in the wee hours of the morning and give you a plan and give you a plan of attack and give you a plan of attack that they did not even see coming. Come on, somebody needs to hear this on this afternoon. You're about to attack in such a way that the enemy won't even be able to see it coming. He won't even be able to see what direction you are coming from. And so the Bible says that the Philistines, they had spread out in this particular valley thinking that they were going to ambush. Oh my God. Somebody better hear me on today because I'm telling you that the enemy desires to ambush you. But I hear the Lord say no weapon that is formed against you will be able to prosper. And so the Bible says that the Philistines, they were getting ready to ambush David but the Bible says that the Lord spoke to David and told him exactly what they were planning to do and so he told them he said look this is what I want you to do I want you to come I want you to circle around behind them and I want you to attack them from I want you to attack them from behind in other words they're not even going to see this coming and the Bible says that David did that but let me tell you how bright the enemy is these guys they say okay we're gonna try it again we don't know how he found out about our attack the first time. We don't know how he found out about our ambush the first time but we're gonna give this another try and the Bible says that the Philistines they spread out the same way that they did the first time. Let me get a drink of water. Mm -hmm. My throat's getting dry. The Bible says that the Philistines, they spread out the same way that they did the first time. Now, you would think that the first time when they tried this and failed, you would think that they would go home running with their tail tucked between their legs. But the Bible says that this is what happened. They spread out in that exact same formation. Let me tell you something. The enemy does not have any new tricks. He will use the same thing over and over again. But what happens is we as the people of God, because we remain ignorant of the enemy's devices, we will continue to fall for his tactics over and over again. 
because we are not learning his tactics. We are not learning his ways. We are not familiarizing. We are not familiarizing the enemy's tactics. And so we think, okay, the first time that we win a battle, we rejoice and we get happy about it. And then we walk off. We put down our guards, not knowing that he is angry that we won the first attack, not knowing that he's planning another attack. But because our guards are down, because we are not being vigilant, because we are not being sober, we don't even realize that we are walking into a bear trap. Come on, the Bible says that God will give us a bird's eye view and God will cause us to be able to see every trap that is set before us and he will cause us to fly over it. Come on, in this season, you cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices. In this season, you have to be aware of the enemy's tactics. You have to be aware of the enemy's tools. You have to be aware that the enemy does not desire for you to advance, but the enemy desires for you to stay stagnant. He desires for you to stay in the same place and never move from that place. He desires for you to become comfortable. Come on, being comfortable in the kingdom of God is not God. That is not what he wants you to do. God desires that you are always moving. So the Bible says that the Philistines, they say to themselves, okay, we are going to attack again. And this time we're going to be real quiet about it. I'm telling you, the enemy makes me laugh sometimes. We're going to be real quiet about it. We don't know how they found out the first time. But when we go again this time, we guarantee you that they're not going to know a thing. Come on, it sounds like a uh, it sounds like a late night info commercial. If you buy this product right now for a limited time of $19.99, we promise you that it's going to give you beautiful skin and everyone will love you. Come on, the enemy will oversell his time tactic. That's how you know how afraid he is of you because he'll always try to oversell himself. And so here they are. They are right back in the same position trying to do the same thing thinking that they're going to fool you but again forgetting that you know his voice. Come on can I stress to somebody on today in this season you better do everything in your power to get to know his voice. You better do everything thing in your power to get to know him because if you know him and you know what his voice is like then you will always be alert when he warns you of things that wants to come that wants to happen to you that wants to happen in your ministry that wants to happen to your children so the bible says that this time david he sought the lord and he said lord is it even worth it is this something that you cannot be afraid to ask the Lord, is this fight worth it? Because every fight that you enter into is not always God. Yes, I understand that you're fighting an enemy, but sometimes it's a distraction. Come on, somebody needs to hear me on today. Sometimes it is a distraction. Every fight is not your fight. 
Sometimes you need to leave stuff for other people to handle while you move forward and do what God's told you to do. Because if the enemy cannot stop you from doing what God has told you to do, a lot of us, we got a made up mind and we're ready to move forward and we're ready to do what God has told us to do. But if the enemy cannot stop you from doing that, he'll distract you from doing doing it. In other words, he'll put things in front of you that don't make no hill of beans and he'll cause you to believe that you are making a difference when in fact you're not making a difference. You're only being delayed. And so the Bible says that David, he sought the Lord and he said, is this even worth it? Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost on today. Some of you need to ask yourself, is this even worth it? Is it even worth my time taking this person to court? Because if it's not, let me just go ahead and forgive this person and keep moving on. Because let me tell you something. This is your year to invade the land. This is your year to, po to possess the territory. And the enemy, he never wanted you to get this far. But because you have come this far, now what he'll try to do is throw things at you to try to catch your attention. Come on, some of us, we have spiritual ADHD. In other words, some of us, we get completely, we get completely uh, distracted by things so easily and what the enemy will do is he will throw something at you that seems like it's a good work oh well you know you would want to go and help this person you would want to go and minister to this person yeah that's a good thing but what if what if you ministering to that person is going to take your strength Come on, for some of you, you are dealing with sickness in your body because you are drained. You are pouring out your oil on something that God never intended for you to pour your oil out on. While it is a good deed, while it is nice what you are doing, if God has not intended for you to pour what is precious to him out on it, then it is being wasted. Come on, some of you need to start looking at some situations that you are wanting to fight or that you are fighting up against and ask yourself, is it worth my oil? Because if it's not worth my oil, then guess what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to walk away from it. And some people, they won't understand it. Some people will look at you and they'll say, but you're supposed to be Christian. How come you're ignoring it? How come you ain't dealing with it? Because it's not on my list. I have a list of things to do and this ain't one of them. And every morning God tells me or every week or every month or every year, God gives me a vision and he tells me what it is that I need to pay attention to and I need to tackle. So what is this little uncircumcised Philistine that has come up? Is this worth my time? Is this something that I need to pursue? Is this something, God, that you want me to fight? Or is this something that you want me to ignore? Come on, I feel this so strong in my spirit this morning. Some of you, you have things that are legally attached to you because you are doing things that God never told you to do. And so now you have granted the enemy an access point into your life. 
And let me tell you something. One of the ways that you will know this is when unauthorized sickness is able to constantly hit your body. You've taken your medication. You've, you've done everything necessary in order to block the sickness, but it just keeps coming. Could it be that maybe an access point is open in your life? Come on. This is what you just need to do. Just go back and find where the door is open and shut it. And for some of us, the door that is open is we are fighting something that is unnecessary. We are fighting something that God never ordained for us to fight. While it is a good deed, it's not a God deed. And so David, he asked himself, he asked the Lord rather, he says, Lord, is this something, is this, is this worth it? Is this something that you want me to do? And God's response to him was, yes, I want you to fight it. But this time I want you to stand still and wait on me. Come on, some of us on today, we need to learn how to stand still and wait on him, wait on his voice. Some of us, we are too anxious. We are moving too quickly. And let me tell you something, an anxious person is a very dangerous person. Because when you are dealing with anxiousness, you are making quick decisions that you have not prayed over. There is a saying that we have in the ministry and that we have in the church that I think that we oftentimes forget about, but we need to remember it today. And we and the saying is have you bathed it in prayer? Come on. Have you bathed this thing in prayer? And even if you want to go even further than that, have you sought, uh, have you sought leadership on this decision that you were wanting to make? And if you can't answer those things, then it is an indication that maybe you need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe you need to wait on the Lord. And again, I say wait on the Lord. It is imperative that in every decision that you make in life, you bathe that thing in prayer every day. You are taking it to the Lord in prayer until you feel like you have an answer. How do we know that this is biblical? Well, the Bible says that for 21 days, Daniel prayed and he fasted concerning his people that had been taken captive into Babylonian captivity. The Bible says that he prayed and he fasted for 21 days and he did not let up until his answer came and come to find out the spirit of the Lord. Lord heard his answer from day one, but it was held up. And so a lot of us, we don't know that we are in a battle right now. The enemy is trying to convince you that God does not hear your prayers. The enemy is trying to convince you that the, that the Lord is ignoring you when in fact he answered you the first time that you, that you petitioned his throne. He answered your prayer 
there the first time. The problem is there is an enemy in the second heaven that also has an inkling of what you're believing for. And so what does that adversary do that dwells in the second heaven? Well, he tries to stop your prayer. He tries to stop your prayer from coming into the earth. The Bible says that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever we loose on earth it shall be loosed in heaven let me tell you how it works it is loosed in the heaven where God dwells and it is also loosed in the second heaven where the enemy rules and reigns but because he has authority in the second heaven he desires to stop and to stifle our prayers and that's why we mix it with fasting that's why we mix it with momentum that's why we are persistent with it that's why we don't give up after two weeks of not hearing anything that's why we don't give up after one month of not getting an answer but we continue to plow the ground until we hit the thing that we have been searching for the whole time the Bible says that there was a man in the word of God that was that had to have been searching for something that made his life worthwhile and when he found the treasure he hid the treasure again went and purchased the whole field in other words he knew that if that treasure is down there then there must be more come on we have to learn as the body of Christ on how to become persistent again we have to get our momentum back you cannot just pray for a week and expect God to answer your prayer and get mad when he doesn't and cut him off and cut off his church and cut off prayer. No, that's immaturity. Come on. We can't operate like that and think that we are going to be beneficial in the body of Christ. No, we have to learn how to pursue and not keep on pursuing. Come on. The Bible says that David, along with his 400 men, they continue to pursue until they found an Egyptian that was in that had been left by himself. The Bible says that they fed the Egyptian food. They gave them water water and the Bible says that the Egyptian had been left behind because he got sick but the Bible says that when David gave him water and gave him food the Bible says that he came back to himself and all of a sudden he began to tell them everything that went down in Ziglag come on some of you you are at the water and God is wanting you to cross over so that you can get a clue as to where the stuff that has been stolen from you is located come on you got the knowledge you got the wisdom you know the church lingo come on we know how to shout we know how to dance but if there isn't an anointing if you don't have enough oil you will give up at the brook you will give up at the water 
Come on, you will you will allow your stuff to remain in the hands of an enemy. The Bible says that they got to their clue, and their clue, which was the Egyptian, led them right to the very people that were responsible for burning down Ziglag and and kidnapping their wives and children. And when they got there, the Bible says that they whooped up on these individuals from twilight all the way till morning. And the Bible says that not only did they whoop up on them, but they were able to get back everything that was stolen. Come on, I want to encourage somebody today and let you know that there will be nothing missing. There will be nothing broken in this season. There will be nothing missing in this season from your life if you're willing to pursue. Come on, if you're willing to go after it, if you're willing to look crazy, if you're willing to look foolish, come on, I'm going after this thing just on God's word and that's enough for me. That's a big enough thing. That's a big enough thing to stand on. Come on, his word is big enough for me to stand on. His word is big enough for me to get my stuff, to get my stuff on. His word will not fail you. So the Bible says, going back to David with the Philistines, the Bible says that the Lord told him, he said, wait for my command. Come on, some of you need to hear this on this afternoon. Wait for his command. Don't try to move too quickly. Come on, you're moving too too fast. Slow down. What are you in a hurry for? Well, I got to get this thing done because if I don't get it done, if you don't get it done, what? What's going to happen? Everything in God's timing. Every God has ordained this thing to happen in his timing. You are you are so far up ahead of calamity. It's not even funny. You are you're more than just on time. You are ahead of time. And so just the fact that you are rushing, it shows you that the enemy is trying to burn you out. Just the fact that this thing, that the enemy has you rushing, it shows you that the enemy is trying to bring you to a place where you end up making a grave mistake that can sabotage or that can end, that can end what God is trying to begin. Come on, I need for somebody to understand that what God is trying to what God is trying to begin, the enemy is trying to end. And the way that the enemy is trying to end it is by making you anxious, making you make quick and fast decisions, decisions that you feel like God would want you to do, but you have not bathed it in prayer. You have not really had the time to really seek the Lord on it. I told you, Daniel, he prayed and he fasted for 21 days until his answer came to him, until he realized that God heard me from the beginning. And this is what God says concerning this situation. Come on. For some of you, you're about to give up when you are right there. You're right at the water. This is the moment where you're getting ready to see the 
water open up. This is the moment where you're getting ready to see the wall fall down. Come on, let's talk about Joshua for a minute. Let me tell you something. I love his word. His word, his word has our answer in it. Every answer that we need in life. I dare you to go to the word of God. He will speak to you through his word. And so the Bible says, the Bible says concerning Joshua, the Bible says that they knew that they needed to invade Jericho. But when they got to Jericho, they they came upon a wall that was built to keep them out because these individuals knew who the children of Israel are. Come on, let me tell you something. The enemy has placed this distraction or this barrier in front of you because he knows that anytime she gets past this barrier, he knows that it is going to be on like popcorn. He knows that anytime you get past this barrier, it is over for your region. It is over for your city. It is over for your nation. He knows that anytime that they get past this setback, it is over. It is over for what it is over for what the enemy has been doing in that particular area that God has called you to. So here they are. They come right to the moment. Where God has told them invade the land. Oh, somebody needs to hear that. I'm telling you, I feel this in my spirit on today. Invade the land. Invade the land. Go for it. It's yours. It belongs to you. It has your name on it. It has, oh my God, it belongs to you. It's yours. It has your name on it. Invade the land. Don't punk out. And so the Bible says that they get to the land that they're supposed to invade and they find a wall. And the Bible says that Joshua listened out for instructions because what I'm not going to do, Joshua, I'm not going to have you cross this Jordan to tell you that you can't go no further. I'm not going to have you cross this Jordan. I'm not going to do this miracle, just one miracle for you, only to tell you that I can't do any other miracles for you. No, the same God of the Jordan River is the same God of the Jericho Wall. The same God of the Jordan River is the same God of the Jericho Wall. The same God of the Jericho Wall was the same God of the Red Sea. The same God of the Jordan River that Joshua went through is the same God of the Jordan River that Elisha went through. The same God of the Jordan River that Elisha went through is the same is the same God of the of the of the river that that David had to cross over. Come on, he's the same God of the same waters that were raging, the winds that were raging and the storm that was out of control that Peter was able to get up out of the boat and walk on. He is the same God water does not stop him elements are subject to him and if elements are subject to him then guess what elements are subject to your faith things have to shift and things have to move when you step on the scene but you will but somebody needs to stand today and say that I will not be moved what you ain't gonna do is move me but I will see everything bend and shape to my will 
to the to my father's will before you see me being and shape before you see me bend and shape to the elements will and so the Bible says that they came to this wall Joshua lift listen for an instruction and the instruction was to walk around once every day for the first six days don't say nothing walk around and then the and then the instruction continued on the seventh day seven that means complete I want you to lift up a great and mighty shout come on your shout is your praise and for some of you the enemy has stifled your praise because he understands that when you shout when you praise that is your weapon and when you use your weapons things have to move on your behalf things have to fall on your things have to work out on your behalf the Bible says that Joshua he opened up his mouth and he shouted and the Bible and he shouted along with the children of Israel and the Bible says that the wall it fell down flat and they were able to invade the land come on I want to encourage somebody on today and I want to let you know what time it is this is not the time for you to remain in a zigzag that is burned down and try to and and try to rebuild it and try to rebuild it the way that it looks right now. It's burned. No, that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to go after the people that burned it and then take the stuff that they stole, bring it back and then rebuild. Come on, that's a word for somebody. He does not want you to remain in zigzag and feel sorry for yourself and cry over what you've lost and not do anything he does not want you to stand at the wall that has been built to keep you out that has been built to stifle you and turn around and go back to where you came no God had you cross over so that you can cause the wall to fall God had you cross over so that you can cause the wall to fall down flat and so that you can possess the land. Come on, this is your time. I've been talking about this for quite some time. And I'm telling you that this is the season that we are in. We, in the, we are in the season of possession. We are getting ready to grab a hold of more more stuff in this season that we did not even knew know belong to us. We're getting ready to grab a hold of it. Now that could be a business for some of us. That could be a church for some of us. Come on, that could be a promotion for some of us. Some of you on your job, you have been left in the same position and overlooked for long enough. It's time for you to put your resume in or it's time for you to go and speak to the powers that be and let them know, look, I think that I deserve this next position that you've been advertising. I think that it belongs to me. Come on open up your mouth and go after what you know belongs to you because it's got your name on it and I'm telling you that God's getting ready to give it to you God is getting ready to bless you come on it is yours his promises are yes and amen he has given you a divine go there's a divine green light that is over your life there's a divine green light that is over your house you will not miss this 
You will not miss this moment. Come on, can I pray for you? Those that are watching from all over the world right now, you are standing at a very strategic moment. It might seem strange, it might seem weird, but God has positioned you at this place for the takeover because that's what's getting ready to happen. You are getting ready to take over. Oh my God, I feel that. You are getting ready to take over over and God is positioning you right now forward and so father in the name of Jesus I thank you that that same Holy Spirit boldness that fell in the upper room on the day of Pentecost I thank you that it is invading every home every listener that is listening in right now I thank you that the that the that boldness, Father, is coming on them to go after everything that you declared belongs to them. I thank you, Father God, that they are going after it and they will not squander this moment and they will receive everything that you have for them in this season. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Guys, I love you so much. Come on, if you were blessed today, let me see some hearts. Let me see some likes. Let me see some one, one, ones. That's it, Angela. You are positioned for the takeover. Hallelujah. It is on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, mama. I'm telling you. It's about to go down. This is it. This is the moment for the body of Christ. We've been positioned for such a time as this. Hey, Meeks. So good to see you, girl. And so I thank you guys so much for joining me on today. Let me tell you something. This would not be possible without your continued support. I look forward to seeing you guys right back on here again next week. Now, I always end with this saying. And so I'm going to take this time and say it. And you can say it with me right where you are if you know what I'm about to scream out. Here we go. One, two, three. Wednesdays are for women. Woo! Let's get it. It's our time. I love you guys. Have a great day. God, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the It longs for you.